Bellinger moves on in and he scores! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Pod Street Bullies. This is Derek. And I am John. What's going on, everybody? We've got awesome news to talk about this week with some new, I mean, after being off of a week as well, we didn't record last week. It weekend. feels like a month since the last time we've recorded. Time moves by so slowly. I know. I missed you. Time can do so much for you. I didn't you. miss that. Still <laughs> Unchained Melody, Elvis. Definitely uh-huh. didn't miss that. But no, but, I mean, <laughs> seriously, though, I mean, I feel like I got to uh, dust myself off here a little bit. Right. I got to shake the cobwebs off because, you know, I was in full dad mode with no break on a Sunday night, you know, and now it's like, oh, cool. Let's talk Tom, some hockey finally. Can, before we get into the talkie, the, the, the talkie, the hockey talk, the talkie. can I tell you a dad thing real quick? So I'm all I had, for dad things. I had this great idea that this summer, because, well, first of all, we can't go anywhere because of everything that's been going on. I've been trying my hardest to make, like, our backyard an oasis. Like, I planted all sorts of plants. We upped our patio furniture, all these great things. And I also bought a blow-up pool that is nine feet in length all around. I don't know the math term. Um, but it, it's, you know, nine feet across every way. Um, and it is, it goes to be like two feet deep. So it's a pretty big pool. Um, my yeah. wife's pregnant. Reagan wants to play in the pool. We're not going to really be able to go anywhere. I think this is great. One problem is, you know, with inflatable pools, uh, they get really dirty really fast. And it takes like three hours to fill up. So it's like you got to go. I have to like get up at six o'clock in the morning and go set up the freaking pool thing. And then by the end of the day, it's filthy and you got to unload the thing. It's turning into such a chore. I know it's such a small problem, but you really don't think about this stuff. I get this monstrosity of a pool that I've got to empty out all the time. I mean, I'm going to flood out my neighbors by the end of the summer. We took Sully swimming. Uh, yesterday at uh my wife's parents house they have a pool we dipped his feet in and as soon as we did he started just screaming mm. i'm like all right maybe three months old is a little too young but you'll yeah. learn kid you'll learn <laughs> yeah then they don't want to get out of the water oh yeah if he's Break anything like blue. me <laughs> daddy i'm f- 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 fine like you know, just, just suck it up kid <laughs> <laughs> All right. If we're going to get back to hockey talk, yes. Let's talk about the playoff format. It has been set in stone. We know what's going to happen. The teams involved. We don't care about the Western Conference right now because it's the Western Conference and the Flyers play in the Eastern Conference. So, John. Yes. Would you like me to go into the format or would you like to dish it on the format? You're the nuts and bolts guy. I'm the color commentator for sure. All right, well, Mr. Nuts and Bolts here has this to say about the format. So first, right off the top, you have a reseeding format. And basically, for those of you guys that have been living under a rock and don't know what that means, every single round, the top seed is going to play the bottom seed, so on, so forth, until you run to the two middle seeds. That's That's how this had to be done. 
Yeah, I, I love that idea. And we'll talk about it later, just with the nuts and bolts of everything. That's how that's going to be. You have your top four teams from each conference are going to be playing in a round-robin tournament to determine the seeding from one to four. So Boston, Tampa, Washington, and and the Flyers, that's the the seeding right now. After the round-robin, it could change. We'll see. Five through 12 all play in a play-in round. That play-in round determines who moves on basically to the normal playoffs, the the 16 teams. So... 5 versus 12, 6, 11, 7, 10, 8, 9. The winners then move on. They reseed those, and the bottom seed, who has the lowest seed, plays the number one seed, so on yeah. and so forth. That's the the nuts and bolts, if, yeah. if I'm going to keep reusing that phrase. So tell us the teams then that are going to be involved here with this play-in round. So, yeah, so the play-in round, you have – um, Toronto versus Columbus, eight and nine in the first. I'm, it's, I'm, it's not the first round, right? It's a play-in round. And then you yeah, have the play-in round. Pittsburgh versus Montreal. Then you have the Islanders versus the Panthers. Um, that's a real intriguing matchup. And then you have the Hurricanes versus the Rangers. Yes, and the Penguins Montreal series is five versus twelve. Yeah, five seven, versus twelve. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the Islanders and Panthers and just piece it together for the rest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, so, it, it's pretty crazy though. Like that a team like Montreal is even going to get a sniff at this thing. I mean, I don't know. You could say the same about Chicago and the Western conference. You know, these right. teams don't belong there in my opinion. Right. I mean, you know, strange times call for strange measures. I get it, but it's just interesting and whatever. I mean, let's keep talking about it. Yeah, you know, you've got these playing rounds, and I think that looking at it, there's some obvious teams that you know are going to move on. Um, you know, I really don't think Montreal stands much of a chance against Pittsburgh. Carey Price could get hot. Who knows? Uh, See, if he does, is that enough? I actually disagree with you wholeheartedly here. I think that these playing rounds are just upsets waiting to happen. I mean, when I think of the playoffs, I think of hot goaltending. You're riding hot goaltending. You look at Montreal. Carey Price, yeah, when Carey Price is subpar, he's he's pretty subpar. But when Carey Price is on and at the top of his game, he's almost unbeatable. And he's oh, got to he's got to do that for 3 games. But it's yeah, best of 5. It's... Yeah. Best of five, and then the rest is best of seven. I should have specified that as well. Now, he his supporting cast is not that great. But then you look at a team like Florida Panthers, who Bobrovsky, yes, in the postseason hasn't been great in the past. However, he did help them beat the Lightning last year. Uh, Columbus beat the Lightning yeah, last did. year. Um, all he needs to do is get hot for three. And same thing with uh, Henrik Lundqvist, if he's even the starter anymore. I don't know. I I feel like they might go to him just for experience. But you've got, I think, in that case, you have like a one-game try. And if Lundqvist plays well, then you turn it over to either Gorgiev or I think Shesterkin's their other guy. Or plays poorly. Yeah, if he plays poorly in that first game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think think at at least for these play-in rounds i mean this play-in round there could be a lot of upsets 
I mean, I just don't see Toronto losing to Columbus. Um, Cause just look at that Toronto team, but uh, every other one, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I, I kind of have to disagree and keep my stance here because like you said, Toronto, I think is leaps and bounds better than Columbus. Columbus gave up so much in the off season because they lost Bobrovsky to They lost a lot of key pieces. Toronto is going to take that series 10 out of 10 times for me. Florida and the Islanders even. I really don't think Florida stands a chance just because of the way that at the deadline they were essentially sellers. You know, they right. got rid of a lot of their good pieces. Trocheck being the main piece really. You know, it, are they going to be able to provide the offense even if Bobrovsky provides the stellar goaltending that they need? You know, the Islanders, we all know as Flyers fans, they're a tough team. They're a very physical and just that it's that gnat that you can't, you know, hit away from your head. Right. They just and they're good, but they're good. And but I think I, I, I don't want I don't want you to move on to the next matchup. So that's why I'm cutting you off here. But I think so. you have to remember who's behind the bench in Florida, too. True. I mean, we're talking about Joe Quenville, you know, and this guy has so much playoff experience. If there's anybody who can get his team to kind of step up and beat a team that it's essentially better than them i would think it would be him but you think about the playoff experience that he has with chicago look at chicago's teams that have won a stanley cup no, compared to florida you know, I know coaching's great and all but at the end of the day the players are the ones that have to go out on the ice and play the game yeah i i guess i'm just not sold on the islanders i don't really think that they're that good no i i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that they're a top team in the conference but at the same rate I definitely think there's a gap between them and the Panthers. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Florida's the better scoring team for sure. They scored more goals. The Islanders were not a good – I mean, they only had 192 goals for this season. Oof. That's that's not a lot. But, I mean, no. I do think that that one's pretty up in the air. I mean, I don't – I wouldn't be shocked if Florida wins. Yeah. Yeah, they could. Who knows? That's why they play the game. And, I mean, we all know in the playoffs, for the NHL at least, there's a lot of parity, typically. I mean, in Carolina and uh, New York, I mean, Carolina didn't want to play New York. That's why they voted. That's why they voted against it. And New York was only set uh, two points behind them in the standings. I don't think there's a lot of teams out there that do want to play New York because right. they're they're sneaky good. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to play them personally, but at the same rate, you know, it, it's think about two years ago when the Flyers made the playoffs against the Penguins. They were that young team, right. a couple vets, you know, that kind of reminds me of the Rangers where they're not quite there yet. And yeah, they technically made the playoffs with the play in round, but I think that's our best chance at an upset in this round. Yeah. I mean, I, from what I can remember, and this feels like ages ago, they were playing really well before all of this happened. Or they, maybe they were on a small losing streak, but I remember they were on a pretty decent winning streak and were surging up the standings. And I expected them to be a bottom team this season. But as they you know, got closer and closer to the playoff picture, I was thinking, please don't let this team get in. Because I just can see certain things clicking with them that would make them hard to eliminate in the playoffs. Yeah. It's not the most attractive first round opponent for any team. 
Right. And, you know, but it's a matter of how long has it been since we've played hockey? You know, right. are they going to be able to regain that exactly. chemistry and get it back it, on the ice? It's essentially a brand new season, man. I mean, at this point, you know, it's like starting from scratch, in my opinion. For sure. I agree, too. And as much as I used to like to harp on the fact that, you know, well, the Flyers won the last nine out of ten games, you know, right. it doesn't carry much weight the more days that pass between now and when the season or when the playoffs hopefully eventually start. Yeah. So should we talk a little bit more about the Flyers? I think we do. I think we <laughs> now this leads into the round robin tournament. So each team plays three games. Those three games come against the other three of the top four teams. Where realistically, I mean, there's only one way, one place for the Flyers to go, and that's up. Right. Can they climb up? And if they can, how far? So this is a real interesting thing to look at for me because you're not only looking at – or you can't really look at like where the teams were when the season came to an end. You have to look at sheer talent and the idea of starting over. And if you were going to just completely start over, which teams would have the better chance of being successful? And I, when I look at all of them and I compare the Flyers to them – the Philadelphia does not have the top the talent that Boston has. That's obvious. No, they absolutely. don't. Ha- they don't have the talent that Tampa has. Nope. They're close to Washington. They're close, but there's that Ovechkin factor and things that I you know, I still think that they are that fourth team. Even if we were just going to completely wipe the standings just based off of talent and faith that that roster is just going to get going. Now, that doesn't mean they can't make, you know, make some damage during the uh, cause some damage, make some damage, do some damage, do some damage, do some damage. Do some, there you there go. it is. Uh, do some damage <laughs> in the playoffs. But I, yeah, I still think they're like a just a smidge under those three teams as far as talent goes. I think you're definitely right with Boston and Tampa. I mean, if we're talking start of a new season, everything's brand new, slates wiped clean. I think Tampa has the edge over the other three teams. Not much over Boston. And I only say that because of when we had Mark on and he was talking about the lack of depth. But the thing is, being that top heavy, like you rely on those guys in the top six and they've got a damn good top six. Right. So the one thing for me is I do see the Flyers being better than Washington. I think they have it, and I think that, you know, again, take it with a grain of salt, but they had Washington's number this year. Sure. So, you know, if that weighs heavily on somebody, great. If it doesn't, then whatever, you know. But at the same rate, I think that what happened in the regular season won't have a huge impact on what's going to happen, but there is going to be some type of lingering effect for the success or the lack of success that some of these teams have had against certain teams. It's the same team that you played back in October, maybe minus or add a, you know, an addition here or there, a trade, whatever it may be. Yeah. You know what, man? And again, I'm not trying to cut you off. I just want to kind of bounce back and forth on this, but of course, I don't want anybody to get me wrong. I, I think that the flyers are close to Washington, but I, the same thing where we say, 
this isn't necessarily this the same season because of such a long break. You think of a guy like Braden Holpe, right, who was having a pretty down year for the most part, but is a good goaltender. Like, yeah. what if this break all of a sudden he gets back and he's old Braden Holpe again? I mean, that's that could play a role into how the Flyers, you know, really match up against these guys. Not to not to downplay what Carter Hart brings to the table, but the playoffs are about experience. And I, I don't know. I mean, I just think when it comes down to it, if I'm looking at it right now, I still give Washington a little bit of an edge. Yeah. Now on the flip side of that, you look at the season that Tuka Rask is having, he's been having a great season. Could he come back and just be a completely different goalie? Right. And I mean, I guess that could be said for everybody, you know? I, yeah. But I also look at Tuka Rask and I, I mean, Boston fans like to give this guy a hard time, but I would always say he's a pretty good goalie. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, so I don't know. And I think it's just that Carter Hart is still an unproven commodity when it comes to comparing him to Holtby, Vas- you know, Holtby on his game, Vasilevsky, Tuka Rask. Like it's, you know, there's those little things where it's easier to be like, those teams have a little bit more of an upper hand because you know what you're going to get more anyway. Yeah. Rask, Vasilevsky, Holpe, they've all seen the playoffs. You know, right. the, Rask has won a cup. So has Holpe now. Uh, Vasilevsky's gotten damn close. Probably should you know, have won two. <laughs> probably, yeah, if it wouldn't have been for the fact that Columbus just said, nope, not this year. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you're right with these goalies, you know. There is, I mean, hell, let's be honest, three of those four goalies just in the Eastern Conference are some of the best goalies in the league. Right. You know? So to try to speak Carter Hart's name in the same breath, I I love Carter Hart as much as the next guy, but, man, there's going to be, there there needs to be a little more proof. There needs to be, he, he needs to prove more to me. And by doing that, he needs to do it in the playoffs because the Flyers are going to be that perennial playoff team. Carter Hart's got to be the backbone. Right. I mean, and and that's the thing. You know, I don't want people to look at this and go, dog, these guys don't like Carter Hart. It's just when you're trying to project something as accurately as possible, like those things do have to take effect. And I had brought this up to you earlier, but Carter Hart um, – he was two goal, two separate goalies throughout the season. He was awesome oh. at home and not so awesome on the road. Well, guess what, everybody? <laughs> Every game is going to be on the road for this. Yep. You know, oh, I don't yeah. know if Peyton, the Wells Fargo Center all over the place, is maybe, maybe help him out a little bit, but uh, that'll be interesting, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and to your projection point um, – you know, we could sit here and prognosticate and say, you know, this guy's going to do that. That guy's going to do that. At one point in time, the Islanders thought that Rick DiPietro was going to be right. a phenomenal goalie. And what happens? They're still, <laughs> they're still paying them. Yeah. Projections are projections. <laughs> so anyway, if we get back into it. So round robin happens. These teams mm-hmm. are then reseeded one through four what is your one through four look like i stick with what i said i think that boston sticks with the first seed um i very close for me between boston and tampa but i think ultimately those two remain the same 
And then I still do see the Flyers taking the three seed from Washington. I just think there's got to be, you know, I've laid on this crutch before, but there's greater forces at work with the Flyers. And I feel like they've got a lot to play for. And I think that's kind of their starting block where, you know, hey, okay, first round, we went from fourth seed to third seed. This round, let's take it. Let's take this round and move on to the next one. And it's going to be a, it's going to be the starting block for the blocks that they build throughout the entire playoffs. Yeah. You know, I'm actually, I'm going to switch things up. And although I do think that the flyers are kind of that fourth team, when this all comes down, you know, and the seeds are set, I think it's going to go Tampa one. Okay. I, I, I think that Tampa is the best team of these four. Um, and then Boston's going to be two. And I think that Philadelphia is going to beat Washington in the round, ra- in their round Robin. And when all of it is said and done, that's going to put them above Washington. So I'm going to go Tampa, Boston, Philly, Washington. So you just flip the Atlantic teams, you flip the Metro teams. I see that. Yeah, I mean, and again, I do think that like seven rounds, seven game series, I'm a little worried about Washington. But I think like as far as all we have to do is beat them once. And I also think that Tampa can beat them and Boston can beat them to get ahead of them. Like, so I I think it's possible and I don't want everybody to think I'm just negative all the time. No, I, I, you know, not all the time at least. Right. (laughs) So with that being said here, uh, do we want to talk about the first round? Like if, is it worth even discussing who these teams are going to play or is it just, should we say they're going to make it to the next round or not? Should we just focus on these top four seeds? Well, hold on. I, I don't think let's predict I don't think we should predict rounds, but I think this is what we should do. I think let's spend a little time just talking about the Flyers, like what needs to go right and like what can go wrong. Okay. What are we confident of and what are we not so confident of? I, I think that would be a good w- way to take it because there's so many other factors with everything else, like trying to create a bracket because it's not really a bracket or matchups yeah. or everything like that. But I mean, I'll ask I'll take the role of asking you a question like. What do you think is the biggest strength for this Flyers team in this tournament? Oh, it's it's definitely their forward depth. Um, they've got a lot of guys that are capable of coming in and out of the lineup. Most of them in a bottom six role. Their top six is set. They've got a very good top six. You know, I'm not right. going to sit here and tell you they can compete with Boston or Tampa, but still very good. But their depth, I mean, and when you think about it, too, adding into that depth, the AHL season is over, which means those guys are waiting in the wings. You know, you have guys down in Lehigh Valley that could potentially be brought back up if Rubstov is healthy. If for some reason they see something in Ratcliffe, Andrioff is down there. Andrioff's a veteran. You know, they'll probably lean on the vets because it's playoff time and they're not going to bring up an unproven guy like Ratcliffe. But Andrioff's there you know it's even I hate to say it because I don't like the guy but to an extent you could kind of consider Vorobiev a veteran not my top choice shut up definitely not my top choice but right because they're expanding the rosters right or at least that's the um, expectation is the 28 men I believe so I it would make sense but these guys are, I mean, they're not going to really see ice time unless somebody gets hurt. You know, it's its yeah. not like these guys are really going to be brought up to play. But I agree yeah. with you. I mean, not only forward depth, but experience 
and experience from like really good players. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you do have a lot of top talent who could look at this as like a really good opportunity to win a Stanley cup, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that that's really going to play a role in it. I mean, you look at Claude Giroux, Voracek, Couturier, Van Reeves, like Hayes, all these guys are like, come on, this could be our time. We've got the talent. Let's go and do it. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh-huh. one of those things. You've got those veterans that are going to really push those younger guys because there is such a great mix of that in the locker room for Philadelphia. But it, are you worried the thing I think that worries me is the streakiness of it all and how slow this team was to get going, you know, because I do, I do view this as like a very big restart. Like you're essentially, this is like a small little season. I, you know, I really worry about them taking a while to get going because say they struggle in the round Robin and they lose all the games. Just saying, mm-hmm. worst case scenario. They're the fourth seed, but they've also gotten clobbered three times in a row. Then they're going to play a team that just won a play-in round and maybe upset a team and has all the momentum in the world. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's not going to be great. And you know how much momentum drives teams in during the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. Yeah. yeah, we could talk about how slow they started the year, but... I think if we're going to do that, we also need to talk about what the expectations were coming into this year. Right. Not a lot of people had a ton of faith in the Flyers because we really just didn't know what to expect. You know, right. we had Kevin Hayes, we you know JVR is back for a second year. No, you're We've right. Got all these new players and just a new coach, a new GM, a new approach. So it's like, what are you supposed to expect? Now that they've got almost a full season, you could call it that under Vino. Everybody knows the system, and we know it started clicking because they were playing extremely well down the stretch. I think that there's much more defined expectations, not just for the fans, but for the players as well. Chuck Fletcher has let it be known what he expects because you can tell just by the deadline moves. A GM doesn't go out and get two quality depth guys, two of the highly sought-after quality depth guys at the trade deadline, if he doesn't think that this team is capable of making a run. Oh, for sure. No, I mean, well said. Well said. Yeah. I got nothing for you. That was very, very well said, my friend. This is me taking my bow. <laughs> <laughs> so well, weakness. What's what's one weakness that you see with this team then? Man. I don't know if I call it a weakness, but I think that until a I concern, see it, if you will. Yeah, no, I, I guess – until I can see it in the playoffs be successful, goaltending is still going to be my worry. Um, not that I don't have faith in Carter Hart, right? Or Brian Elliott, but like it's still an unknown commodity as far as what it looks like in the playoffs. The old adage, you gotta see it to believe it. Yeah, I and I and I think that that's I mean, if it turns out to be crappy for a few games, then it's a problem. You know, that doesn't mean that Carter Hart's not a good goaltender. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that's the biggest question mark for me. I mean, and then after that, defense sometimes gets a little – you never really know with that group. Um, yeah. But it's all based off of past experience. I mean, 
I, I'm, I have faith in the forwards. I have faith in the coaching staff. It's just everything else that we've kind of struggled with in the past. It's those concerns aren't going to go away until I see otherwise in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, much to your point with the defense, you know, I'm uh, going to harp on this a little bit, but like the depth, you know, for as much depth as we have with the forwards, there's not really a ton of depth with defensemen. I mean, You've got Goss to spare that was presumably is presumably going to be the healthy scratch. Right. But after Goss to spare, you've got a guy like Mark Friedman you can call up. Are you going to call up a guy like Chris Bigra? Are you going to call up right. Tyler Watherspoon, uh, Nate Prosser? And those if guys you are, ready? right. And if you are, then I mean, is, is that even going to make an impact? Like, no. Yeah. And I mean, now I don't know. Um, I don't know if this could happen or not. And I doubt it would even happen. But, like, these guys signing these ELCs, are they eligible to come up and play in the playoffs this year? Like, Lashinsky, Allison, uh, Wyatt Wiley. That's a good question. But I don't think – I mean, even if they were, like, that would be a risk too. You know, and none of these guys were Kel McCarr or anything like that. So – Neither of these guys are immediate impact makers. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but the but, defensive depth worries me a little bit more. I think, like you said, the goalie situation, because of how Carter Hart has been, I have a little more faith in that. But like you said, playoffs, much different beast than the regular season. I just worry if one guy goes down on the blue line, you know, Gostas Bear, okay, we can plug him in and play. You know, Haig's going to play, Braun, all those guys. I'm confident in them. After that, though, like, what what do you have? Is Friedman going to be ready? Has he... You know, is he up to the task of playing playoff hockey in the NHL? Yeah. So it's a tough. One. I I think we could play a little game now because I, I mean I, I think that we kind of blew through that kind of quick, but I think we could play a game. And I'm doing this on the fly here, Derek. Want to play? A game. Oh, okay. You've spent Let's your whole life eating Frito Lay's, not <laughs> realizing how fat they can make you. Now you must eat your way out of a tub of Frito-Lays before they catch on fire and burn you to a crisp. Is that the game? Because I'm down. I'm in. I could do that. Yeah, just in case you were wondering, I just made that up off the top of my head. Get Jeez. out. I know. Okay, so what I think we should do is there are essentially – well, I guess you can't do that for all of them. How far do you think every team in the Eastern Conference can go? We'll play. Okay. So we'll go through all of them. How far you think they could go? Um, for every team but the top four, there are how many rounds? Four rounds? Three rounds? Five rounds? Uh, if we're if we're not talking the play-in round, you've got the round of sixteen, you've got the round of eight, and then the round of four is conference finals. Yep, and so then there's three and rounds then Stanley in the Cup. Stanley Cup finals. Yep. So four rounds for the top four, five rounds for the people in the play, play in. So we will okay. go through them. Let's do it. All right. Let's start with the 12th seed, uh, Montreal. They're out the first round. I, I don't see it happening as much as, like you said, if Carey Price can catch fire, great. Um, it's Pittsburgh, guys. Like, come on. I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. And I hate saying that. I, I see. I can see them. I can see them upsetting Pittsburgh if Carey Price stands on his head. I mean, he has to stand on his head. Do they but, have the offense though? I mean, all they 
we got to remember, man, Pittsburgh's goaltending is suspect at best. It, Matt Murray hasn't been great, but I mean, and then the other guy, again, who's the other Tristan, guy? Tristan, Tristan, Yori. Tristan, Jerry, Jerry, Tristan, Jerry, Tristan, Jerry. I'll, I'll <laughs> give them, I'll give them one round. I think they can beat Pittsburgh, but they can't. I mean, they would then have to play. Uh, I mean, in my mind, Tampa, in your mind, Boston, and that's not going to happen. So I could see not him happening. winning. I could see him winning one round, but that's it, and it's only if Carey Price stands on his head. Now, are we talking like what we could see, or are we talking like realistic, like what we think is going to happen? Well, I'm I'm doing it at a, with a realistic thought. Like, okay. I could realistically see Montreal beating Pittsburgh. Okay. I'm going to be a, the more definitive no, I don't see that happening. Oh, okay. Sorry. Look at you with the, the language. Mm. Okay. Yeah, let me rain on your parade a little bit here. <laughs> 11 Rangers. I could see the Rangers getting to the final four of the Eastern Conference, but it depends on their matchup in the in the first round. Like they need, and this is after the play-in round. I definitely think they're going to beat Carolina. Um, depending on who they match up with in the first round, likely it's going to be the first seed because I don't think. Montreal is going to advance, right. so that leaves them as the next lowest seed. They're going to play Tampa or Boston in either of our scenarios here. If Tampa pulls a Tampa and just forgets how to play hockey, <laughs> man, New York could win that round, and heads in Tampa, one, would roll, right. and two, good God, look out for the Rangers. <laughs> But yeah. again, that's the furthest that I see them making. Um, just so they you don't see them, have it. Yeah, you could see them winning two rounds. Is that what you're saying? Or three? I could see them winning the play-in round, and I could see them winning the first round of 16. Yeah, no, I, I'm. I could see them winning the play-in round. I can't see them beating any of the other teams. I don't think Tampa. Is hap- that's happening to Tampa again. I could see him beating the Hurricanes, and that's it. See, the thing is, if any team has a shot at playing Tampa, they have a shot at moving on. Because I am i don't think Tampa really has it to make it. That, yeah, they made the Stanley Cup Finals against Chicago back in, I think, 2014. But, again, they lost. Right. There's always something that happens that prevents these guys from climbing to the actual pinnacle. So I just, man, I don't see things changing for them. All right. Well, let's not waste too much time on those idiot Rangers. Uh, Yeah. The Panthers. I hate to say it. I'm sticking with it. They're not going to make it past the playing round. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think that maybe they, they could because I hate the Islanders, but I don't think they're going to make it past the playing round either. Yeah. I'm of the same mindset. Not a big Islanders fan, but it's tough to deny. Right. Okay, so Columbus. Columbus, I could see them beating Toronto, catching them off, off guard. Don't think it's going to happen, though, so I'm going to say they're not going to make it past the playing round either. Yeah, yeah, I I just don't see it. I think Toronto's too good. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not really impressed with Columbus, so I don't think they're going to win around either. Um, well, next is Toronto. Yeah. I see them ending up winning the play in round, which would put them probably against one of the middle seeds. So for me, either Boston or Philly, or for you, Tampa or Philly, I could see them beating Philly. I hate to say it. I really do. Because they're the weaker of the two between Boston and Tampa. But, again, I just I, I don't think they make it past that initial round of the actual playoffs. So the round of 16. See, so this is where we're going to get a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I think that they could. Now, I say that very, very loosely because a couple teams could. But they could be a team representing the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup Finals. That's an interesting take, and I would love to hear more as to why you think that. <laughs> I mean, look, look at the talent on that team. I, I mean, it just John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. Like, it just goes on and on and on, and... You know, Freddie Anderson, he's still their goalie. He's not a bad goalie. I mean, their defense, they don't know how to play defense. But I just think that there's way too much talent on that team to just be like, wow, they might be able to win a round or so. (sighs) They've been inconsistent this year. That's plagued them. But I do think that this could be a situation where all they need to do is put it all together. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think they have the best chance at making the Stanley Cup final, but I do think that, like, that is a realistic spot for them to wind up. I I have a hard time coming to terms with them being a team that could represent the Eastern Conference just because of the level of competition. Boston, they, they do not want to meet Boston in the playoffs. No. And if no. they're going to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, there's no road that they take where they don't meat Boston, in my opinion. Unless Boston um, gets beat. You're right. Boston could get beat. We don't know. Right. Uh, but it, you're absolutely right on the talent, and they have an incredible amount of talent. But they are the eighth seed. Like, they just barely made it into the playoffs. But that means so, nothing in the playoffs, man. That means nothing. Right. I know. Okay, you're right. It doesn't mean anything. But at the same rate, there's a reason why the top four teams are the top four teams. Because right. they've been much more consistent right. than your bottom tier teams. Typically, much more consistent, I should say. Yeah, I guess when I when I look at this team and I think of, you know, all right, they're in the play-in round. They're one of the teams that stands out as a team that could actually go far in this thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's move yeah. on to the seventh seed, the Islanders. I see them beating the Florida Panthers. And then again, they're going to end up probably playing one of the middle seeds here, two or three. I and do not want them to play the Flyers. I no, do not no, no, want no, 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 them no, no, to no. play the Flyers because that's a, that's a series I'm worried about. That, yeah. I anytime they play postseason regular season, we don't worry play them well. They've got our yeah. number. Yeah, yeah. They they are very good when they play the Flyers, and the Flyers are not as good. <laughs> but I 
again, I think it's just a first round thing. I have a t- for some reason I have a very tough time picking the lower seeds to win. Maybe it's just because I'm scared to call for an upset. But right. at the same rate, it's like if this is a complete restart of the season, like it's looking, the the prior season you just played, no matter the points that you accumulated and got you into the seed you're in, doesn't really mean much. Right. So with the amount of talent that the Islanders have or don't have, I just don't see it being good enough to beat a top four team. Right. Yeah, I mean, they were very, if I remember correctly, they were a very 1A, 1B team in net. Um, mm-hmm. They are a very defense-first team. They're not going to really light the lamp on you too much. Um, they don't have a lot of consistent goal scoring. Um, I, I think they, they win the play-in round. Um, I don't see them winning a round after that, but I would be a little nervous if the Flyers had to play them. Yeah, I, that's not my favorite matchup of the first round for the Flyers, that's for sure. Yeah, so we move on to yeah. number six. The Carolina Hurricanes. Again, this was the upset that I picked. And realistically, yes, I could see Carolina moving on. I could definitely see them moving on. But, again, you know, you come against a team like New York who, you know, they sneak in. They've got nothing to lose. They go in saying, let's make some noise. And that's the type of noise they make. And they take advantage of it. Look at what Carolina did last year, you know. So this is kind of like payback almost. Yeah. You know, I have no clue what to think of this team. <laughs> I mean, at the trade deadline, I feel like they acquired everybody. And it, it mm-hmm. just – a lot of it didn't make sense. Uh, goaltending is still a huge question mark. Um, I don't think they make it out of the play-in round. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go as far as they don't win a round. They're in the Columbus uh, and Florida boat for me. I think the Rangers are gonna beat them. Yeah, I mean, are you gonna hang your hat on Peter Mrazek in that? You know, no, that's Flyers fans know. Right. You know, that first game with them, they were like, "Oh, he's great," and then after that, it was like, "Ah, oh, we we gave up what for that guy?" Right. <laughs> and now we yeah. talk about our good friends, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hey. This one's the most difficult for me to discuss because any given year, and because it's a fresh restart, you just don't know. Pittsburgh right. could just come come out and suck and get beat by the Canadians. They could make it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals because they're the Penguins. <laughs> Realistically, I don't see them getting out of the second round. Like They'll win their play-in round. They could even steal the next round, but I don't think that they make it anywhere. I don't. They come up short of the Eastern Conference Finals for me. I completely agree with you. I just think that the inconsistency in net is just going to be too much for them to make it any further. You know, they have a lot of talent. You know, you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. You can always count on those guys to give it their all, but. I'm with you, man. I can't see them getting past the second, the second round. I don't even know. Goddamn yeah, play. It's thing. tough because it's like people view the playing round as the first round where. Right. But it's I essentially not. Think, right. It's yeah. Yeah. So, so they could win the play in round, win another round, but you don't see them winning a round after that. Right. 
I see them being capable of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, I don't. But I don't see them being Stanley Cup contenders. I don't see them making it to the finals. Okay. For these next four, are there any of these that you say aren't legitimate Stanley Cup contenders, Aren't don't have a legitimate shot at representing the Eastern Conference? No. I think if either of these teams, any of these teams made the Stanley Cup Finals – would not surprise me one bit. Right. You know, yeah. Philadelphia, Washington, all of them included. I it doesn't it wouldn't come as a surprise to me. If you're gonna rank them based off of chances or like odds, who would odds. have the best odds? Uh, yeah, who would have the best odds? Like don't give me the odds, but like who would have the best odds and then give me the down the down the line. I'm glad you didn't ask for the odds because I'm no expert when it comes no. to that stuff. Um, but best odds I think are Tampa. I think like you said, you know, there's a reason you picked them as the one seed in your, um, in your, you want to call it a bracket or whatever, uh, Boston second best and then Washington and then Philadelphia. I don't think Philadelphia will get the odds like these teams will just because of, you know, at the beginning of the year, my odds, well, you think. I'm being realistic, and so that bleeds into it. If if right. I'm going from the heart, I'm giving the best odds to Philly because I'm a Flyers fan. Yeah, but I don't want you, you to know? do that either. What do you want? Then? I don't know. I'm trying to be realistic I here. I don't you know. I feel like I'm talking to my wife. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to help you here, and you're just like – it's like asking my wife where she wants to go for dinner. Oh, you have that I problem too? It gets awful. Like takeout is the worst. We we get to the point where we're like researching restaurants. Like if you don't know a restaurant by this point around here, then you you're probably not gonna want to eat there. And we start yelling at each other. Anyway, yeah, I mean yeah, I deal I, with that enough downstairs, and now I have to deal with it with you on the podcast. This is this used to be an escape for me. If I were <laughs> Vegas, if I were Vegas and I was making the odds, I would go Tampa, Boston. Ah. The Philly and Washington thing, man. I feel like it's a complete coin toss. I really yeah. don't know. I, you know, can they have? Can we, can we just? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not giving an answer. Yeah. Now let's s- kind of circle back around to the Flyers and let's talk realistic chances. Let's say the Flyers just cruise through these playoffs whether you know it sweeps or seven games in each series i don't care do you think they have a realistic chance to take home the stanley cup this year i do but i think it's gotta be like the first round is done easily second round is done easily and then like they win the uh they win the Eastern Conference Finals in like five or six games. Like I think they need to roll through it. I, yeah. you know, I get a little worried if there's like a seven game, se- uh, you know, game sevens here or there, um, that taking a toll. But if like they have the momentum where they're buzzing and they're knocking out teams in five games, then yeah, I think they could. See, I think. If the Flyers are going to make the Stanley Cup Finals, at the very least, 
they're going to have those types of series where they play the seven games. Like, there's know. no way around it. You know, sure they play is. Boston, Tampa. There is, yeah, but I highly doubt that's happening. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to beat Tampa in five games. You're not going to beat Boston in five games. I don't even think you could beat Boston in six. They're going to take you seven. So, you know, maybe they miss those guys. Maybe they miss them completely and just end up playing a team like the Rangers or even Washington in the Eastern Conference Finals with the way the cards lie. Who knows? Right. But they need to, at the very least, be ready for those types of situations. Obviously. Yeah. yeah, I'm just getting that through to you because you seem to think that, you know, oh, you got to win the series in five games. Well, I just think this – I just think that this team, at least for what it's shown, is a very streaky team. And when when they're rolling and they're fully confident that they can beat anybody, they're unbeatable. Uh-huh. So I just think that, like, if you're beating teams – you know, in a shorter series, your confidence has to be higher because it's like, well, you know, that was nothing. Like, we just rolled through them. So I'm just thinking as far as winning the Stanley Cup, I feel like they need that mentality, and that's how they get it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, with I'm trying team. to psychoanalyze something that I probably shouldn't be psychoanalyzing. It's the reason no, I talk yeah, about I mean, the draft. You're well within your rights to think that, you know, <laughs> the kind of momentum you get after coming off of a series that you won in five games, it's a different type of momentum, right. obviously. Um, but yeah, you know, if if you had to, and this will be my last what if, if you had to predict an Eastern Conference Finals, you know, we're not going to go into, well, they can't play this team because of their seeds, just right. two best teams and you think that make it through. What do you think your Eastern Conference Final matchup looks like? Uh Philly and Boston. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's going to be. And I think eventually I think Boston will beat them. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that that's a realistic one for me. How about you? I'm going to go and flip that and say Philly and Tampa. Okay. You know, not my favorite matchup. Much like the Islanders, Tampa has had Philadelphia's number for quite some time now. But I think one of those teams finds a way to get past Boston if they meet them at all. But <sighs> call me a homer. Call me, you know, I'm trying to be objective here, but I I really do see Philadelphia representing the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup Finals this year. Like, I've you, said man. it for a little bit now, and I'm going to stick by it. I've got to. I wish I could be that optimistic about anything. Um, <laughs> this is about as far as optimism gets me. <laughs> you know, I, I I do want to circle back really quick to kind of what I was saying about momentum and, and how they need to kind of win series quick. I, uh, I, I think they're one of those teams where I'm a little nervous about, like, if they lose two games in a row in a series, them being able to come back. You know, I, I worry about this team getting defeated. Yeah. And so... That's kind of where I was getting at with that. But real quick, before we wrap things up, and I don't want to go into the specifics, but the draft lottery, have you tried to decipher what the hell the draft lottery is going to look like? I've been way too excited about the playoffs that I haven't even paid any attention to it. I'll be honest. (laughs) Read how it works, because it's like there's... (laughs) 
the eight teams that aren't in the playoffs, is it eight teams? I think it's eight teams that aren't in the playoffs. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Well, no. Seven, because there isn't the expansion. Seven. You're right. Seven. Yeah. Math. Those teams, um, they have, there is a lottery at the end of June that I think June 26th that they're going to be in. If Mm -hmm. none of those teams win the lottery, then the teams who lose the play in then become a part of the lottery. But it's like the way Gary Bettman and the NHL have created this scenario, it looks like you you need some sort of thing that deciphers crypto cryptology or I don't know if that's even a thing, but like secret languages. It's very, very complicated and I don't think it needs to be. So let me get this straight. They're going to hold a draft lottery between seven teams Likely the worst team in the league has the best odds at winning the lottery, but there's a chance that no team wins the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. And don't ask, don't ask. I don't know, but it's some way it's like the way it works is if those spots, if the spot doesn't get filled by a team, it one of those seven teams, and I'm not really sure how, it doesn't happen, <laughs> but yeah, if that's I, the that case, then it, then it moves to one of the teams that lost in the play-in round will win the lottery, and they all have the same odds. So by no fault of their own, the worst team in the league, I think it's Detroit, yep. could end up not picking even in the top three. Correct. That does not seem right to me at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and to anybody listening, like I, I truly don't get it. And I know that I'm probably screwing something up here, but yeah, it's, it's very bizarre. And I just don't think it needs to be like, why couldn't you just have these seven teams go like, right. Make sure one of them, you know, just everybody has a ping pong ball and that, you know, pick out the ping pong balls if you need to. And then after that, if you really needed to do the same thing with the teams that lost the play in round and shuffle those up and they could be eight through whatever. Yeah, like give Detroit 25 ping pong balls, give Ottawa 20 and like equal out to 100. So that way the odds are, you know, they keep them as close as you can and pick one. And whatever's on that ping pong ball, the logo of the team, whatever it is. That's who wins the lottery. That's it, it blows also, my mind. That ugh. like I also think if you look at this right, Detroit had thirty nine points this year. Thirty nine. The second worst team was Ottawa and had sixty two. Okay, couldn't you just for one year not even do a lottery and go? You know what, Detroit. You get the number one overall pick, Ottawa. Like, just point percentage it for those seven teams. Why not? Like, I, come on. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I just don't understand it. They're overcomplicating that way too much. Yeah. It, that's the case of just having way too much time on your hands, though. Oh, yeah. They they overthink it, and they're like, this sounds like, like a great idea. Let's create it on acid. <laughs> Jesus. Imagine. I've oh, got but before you idea. imagine. 
<laughs> Before you imagine that, we're going to sign off. <laughs> John, let everybody know where they can find us, my man. I don't even know where you can find us. Hopefully all the technical difficulties and all that stuff are set. And um, you can find us on iTunes and or Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, go. and uh, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts, and not Spreaker anymore, um, SoundCloud is that one? SoundCloud? I believe so. I'll have to double check. We're we're in the midst of uh, moving platforms. Yeah. So we, that's why there's a bit of confusion. Right. We move platforms, but we're still waiting for the cable guy to get in here. Um, yep. Yeah. We've been eating leftover <laughs> pizza for the past week. Anyway, and you can also find us. <laughs> And I guarantee you we're there because we will always be there. You can find us on Podmuncher. Um, and you just always. side note, did you know this? That you the best kind of wood for a garden bed is cedar, Derek. Thanks. But yeah, but Holden. you have to special order it. <laughs> you do. It's that your it's like your weekly hoagie shout out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I learned something new. Yo, give Look me some cedar hoagie. Let's go. <laughs> all right well you can find john on twitter at pod street gove you can find me on twitter at pod street bob as always you can find the pod street bullies on twitter at pod st bullies that is all for us folks and i will leave you a little differently than i typically do with the let's go flyers and be kind to everybody please bye now bye now